Hey guys, and welcome to Thanks to. Uh, this is our comeback episode. Woo. Uh, we <laughs> we've talked a bit about TV and a bit about where we've been in the past few months. It's uh, it's a bit of a bit of a ride. But if you're yeah. ready to ride this with us, then you know, go I on. I love how and, it's uh, like uh, we're going to talk about TV and where we've been. And where we've been is mostly watching Netflix and being sad because <laughs> we're jobless. <laughs> uh, if you're interested in that. Uh, keep listening and uh, hopefully we'll be back on a regular basis. So, no promises. <laughs> Follow us <laughs> Might on Twitter. Be seven months before we come back. <laughs> We're never coming back. <laughs> this okay. is our comeback and final episode. <laughs> I was unemployed, recently got a job, very proud of myself. Yeah, that's why that's the one thing that I really wanted to talk about was like job interviews and about like what's been going on with us. Because obviously, like we haven't put out an episode in so long. Also, this year has been like a lot for both of us, hasn't it? It's been a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot happened towards the end, which I think skewed because when I looked back after New Year, my yeah. mum was like uh, how do you think 2019 went? And I literally just looked at her and went, shit. <laughs> like, there was, like, so much good happened in 2019. Like, I went to Florida. I got mm. to see, like, like Disneyland and Universal. Like, me and Nathan, uh, our two-year anniversary was last year. Oh. We um, we moved in properly together. We got away from, like, a bad landlord and found a place that we really felt at mm. home and stuff. So, like, so much happened last year that I, I should be proud of. But the last three months of the year skewed my view of it so much that I was like, there was it was a shit year, nothing could happen. Yeah, so Ben was working in the games industry and then kind of like talk about the process, but obviously not too specific that it made you uncomfortable, but you know. No, it's not uncomfortable. I think that the it was hard early on because it was like everyone knew that I was in a job, especially like family and friends who don't really understand the games mm. industry. Uh, they were like, oh, Ben's doing exactly what he wants to do, you know? And you come home for Christmas and they're all like, so what, uh, how's your job going? You're like, I'm fired. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like, the thing is, it, it, I, we were never fired. Um, it was just another set Because you were set for a smallish of... kind of company. Um, yeah. And it was yeah. your first job out of uni. You've been there for like and I, a year and I did very half? much. I enjoyed the people there and I enjoyed the job. I wouldn't mm. have left right now. No. Um. I- but um, looking back on it, I think it was the right time to leave. And yeah. I think I've really made a big uh, upwards trajectory. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you've kind of stepped up with the new job that you're going into. But it was a tricky time. Like, how long has it been now? Like a few months? Because the company closed uh, so, down, what, January, right? Start of January? Uh, yeah, well, uh, end of December. End but of December. because of Christmas holidays, we it was like mid-December because we were all off from like the 20th till yeah. like the first anyway and then we just didn't come back so like the um, company cl- like entirely closed down just yeah i don't know how much i can say about it mm. but i'm just gonna put it down to another one of those sort of like because it wasn't just me mm. it wasn't like ben you're fired you're the worst but it was is. like a, <laughs> i am the worst yeah. hire me um, hire her. <laughs> i don't need to anymore um and also, I think, as I've said to you before, it was nice to have not, obviously, it's not nice to have you go through a bad time, but going through a bad time at the same time together. Yeah. When I had bad stuff, and because Nathan's like on a completely different time scale to me at this point, I get to talk to him for an hour a day max. Yeah. It's so it's like, it's, it's hard to fit like what's going on at all points yeah because i'm in kind of a situation where like i've come back after uni and now i've moved out from my families again and i was just kind of stuck in not stuck but just like i was working kind of a dead end really boring job that wasn't using any of my skills and it was kind of a situation where i needed to get out and find something however the city that I'm living in doesn't have a ton of opportunities for in the in the field that you want to go into. Yeah, because yeah. I'm kind of interested in community management and online marketing and stuff like that. And that was something that there isn't a ton of opportunities around here for. And also 
because I'd studied game art, I was like, I don't know how to apply for these positions. And I'd obviously like, contacted friends and um, gone through trying to put together a resume. But oh my God, get going for jobs nowadays is so much harder. I remember, obviously, this probably sounds very boomery, but just like, I remember when I was younger and I first started out going for jobs and stuff. And obviously these are less lesser paying jobs and this was like a yeah. few years ago but you would just <laughs> this is so boomer but like you'd go hand out resumes you'd impress someone because you seem kind of responsible and like you're taking initiative and then you'd be in the next day whereas yeah yeah like, we I think though we were on uh we're that age range that's like towards the end of that though yeah like uh, I I remember being 16 and people were still doing that. And then by the time I was like 18, no one was no doing, doing that. that. It was no. no one even accepted applications. They'd just tell you to go home and apply online. Mm. And then applying yeah. online is a fucking disaster. Like both, I've looked at jobs for you and stuff and tried to send you things as well. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. know that looking for your positions is so difficult because you can get multiple listings on Google or on any website and then it turns out you actually go on it and the deadline date's passed or yeah i think one of the one of the weirdest ones for me was um i applied through a recruitment agency for a certain job yeah um and then like 25 minutes after i applied through the recruitment agency a person at that company messaged me and was like hey we have this job open do you want to apply for it and because i'd sent it through a recruitment agency they weren't telling me what company it was for because a lot of recruitment agencies are just like, hey, there's this job uh, in this area and they don't tell you who it's for because yeah. then you can just bypass the recruitment agency and go straight to the, the that person's website and apply straight there. It always and then starts they don't off get fees with, and stuff. It always starts off with, this is for this is a position at a AAA company that is well established. And it's yeah. just like seven listings saying the same kind well, of thing. So that's the thing. So I applied for a job there mm. and then... Um, and my my reference, my like cover letter and stuff was quite vague because obviously I didn't know who I was applying to. No, it's really difficult. And at that point, I was just kind of like, I'll send it out. I the, the job sounds great from the descriptions. Yeah. So I'll send in a thing. I don't care if it comes back positive or negative because I don't know who it's for. Mm. So then my friend messaged me being like, hey, there's a job in this company. And it was a company that I wanted to work for. Mm. Um, so I replied to him and sent him my my CV. And then I got an email back from them being like, hey, uh, you're not allowed to apply for jobs uh, twice in the same six months. Oh. And I was like, I, I haven't applied twice. And they were like, oh, no, we got one through the recruitment agency. And then I got like rejected like the day after. And you're just like, I think, how am I supposed to know? I was like, well, I didn't. Uh, okay, whatever. It was a weird, it was a very strange experience because I, I, it was kind of just like, oh, it's so oh. many hoops. It is so many hoops. Like, yeah. And then oftentimes you don't hear anything back. So you could work on doing like a customized um, resume to send out to a place. And then you won't hear anything back at all. Well, do you know what's actually super interesting? Oh, or yeah. not even interesting, just like common sense kind of. Mm. But it was... So I applied for several environment art jobs. And uh, if you don't know... I am going into work. I used to be a 3D generalist, and now I'm going into work as a specific VFX artist, which is what I've Ooh, wanted to do. He fancy. <laughs> I'm very excited to start doing the... Because when I was a 3D generalist, I'd mm. like do the environment work and be kind of like, okay, this is fun, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then when someone would come up to me and be like, we need VFX, I'd be like, Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is, you've so, like, always that, said that, even since when yeah, you were at Yeah, exactly. But I, I thought early on, I think because of the, the skew in the course away from... We didn't learn a lot of VFX on the course. We didn't learn anything, really. I think I had yeah, one I taught, lesson on it. To be fair, I taught myself most stuff and then had had a really good tutor to help with the technical aspects of it. So Yeah. But, um, so, ending uni, my brain was like, don't apply for VFX. People just don't, you know, like, I don't have the skills. I do have the skills to be environment art. And then when I got the environment art job, I was like, oh, sure, I guess this is where I'm going. Well, no, you you were, you were happy about it, though, weren't you? Yes, yes, like, like, I yeah, was very yeah. happy about it. Mm. And, like, at the end of the day, I think it's because the job got first was a 3D generalist, not an environment artist. Yeah. And whilst I'd be doing mostly environment stuff, it was a small company that expected me to also do VFX and shaders. Yeah, so you were wearing a lot so of there different was, hats. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now I want to wear one hat. 
the hat that I know that I enjoy. But um, the thing, <laughs> I love this hat so fucking much. It's a good hat. But the thing is, I think maybe really it's a good thing for you because then you get an idea of what everyone's doing. I always think yes, it's really interesting yeah. when people start out in smaller companies because... I feel like you get a feel for everything, what everyone else is doing. And then also there's kind of more opportunities because there's not always someone to do a specific role. So you can do other things as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. And also I think there's, I think it's a really good to start because and then you don't, but then you don't get fired because you can do other things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can make yourself more valuable. Yeah. Um. So as I was saying, Sorry. what's interesting, a lot of the environment art roles I was applying for they'd be um they i'd get a reply and they'd be like um yeah like a few of them came back and they were like yeah we like your work we don't really have space because they were speculative applications and stuff Mm -hmm. um and they were like we'll keep you on the register and stuff like that that's great but they wouldn't give me specific feedback ever um and those ones i guess were fine because they were ready to accept me if they had space yeah so i didn't need feedback for them no but a lot of the rejections that I got, I got rejections and they'd just be like straight rejections, no feedback. And then mm-hmm. one company, not going to name the company. Mm-hmm. I told you about this. Yeah, I know. They, well, I know they, exactly replied, they replied and they said um, they refuse to give feedback to applicants who don't get through to the interview process because they like to give feedback in an interview process and uh, judge reaction on it, which makes sense. It does but, make sense. It does make sense. But that makes but that makes sense to me as in like, why couldn't you give criticism to them on their work, but give criticism to other applicants that ask for it on their portfolio mm. and like application as a whole? Like, why couldn't you tell me what was wrong with my CV, cover letter, anything that, you know, didn't add up and stuff? Yeah, or just very specific look. Right. This particular so- part of your work is not up to par with the kind of work that we're looking for this particular exactly. bit and if you did this and this and this yeah in the future also we like consider you. what harm if i'm not going for the interview mm. why is the harm in giving me the because you're not going to find out if i because you know like they're trying to test you on thingy but why can't you just get i don't know it confused me massively i thought it was a very weird way to do things yeah and then yeah. on top of that the VFX jobs I applied for, if I got a rejection in VFX, every single company replied to me with software recommendations, mm. um, ideas to improve my work, uh, what I should be learning and stuff like that. Yeah. And I took all of that into consideration, started learning Houdini, and that's got into contact with a few people, and then ended up with, do you know, like, do you know how insane it is just to give someone feedback? How like mm. little time these companies gave me and it ended up with three weeks later, I had a job in VFX. Yeah. And it's just, I think the thing is at the end of the day is all those little criticisms and stuff help. And especially if you're in industry, you can spot those things straight away. It's not like you have to pour over someone's work for half an yeah. hour. And I know those people it, are busy, but also like if someone really desperately would like it or is getting in contact with you specifically about it or has applied a few times yeah. already, it can be really helpful um yeah because they just may not see it and you might be able to because you're already working at that place it's it's insane because i in my last job as i said i was a 3d generalist Mm. um doing environment art so in terms of the environment art stuff when i had my work i could see a lot of the stuff that was wrong with it industry-wise yeah that's why i was doing projects to like buff up my could that you know would help me be an environment artist Mm -hmm. and then I, but the things I couldn't see were VFX because a lot of mine was self-taught. And since I was the only one of the few artists at my company that did VFX, there was one actual VFX artist, but he was a contract one, so we didn't have him for long. Mm. So like I, I, all the feedback I was getting was like good because I didn't know where I was going wrong a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, like I fixed it. It was good. Do you know, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just I know feel like... It's really hard. And I just feel like there should be more feedback for things like that. Because, like, also, I still also, am very burned by a few companies that I applied to. And although I felt like I may not, ha- I don't have everything that you're looking for. However, I have a fair few bits of it and a lot of enthusiasm for what this is. It would have been so helpful. I did always ask to get some feedback on what they're looking for or maybe something to improve. Like for this particular role that I'm interested in, would you have been more interested in me if I'd had more like 
email customer service um, kind of thing. If I had managed like a brand Twitter, if I had done this or that, what particularly did I not have that could have pushed me over the edge? Um, yeah. That would have been really helpful. Yeah. Also, I think one of the ones that got... the, the One of the big things that gets me is that the game industry is quite elusive to get into. And it has this like stigma of like, you need the background, you need the, the contacts, all that stuff. And it's not, it's not like that. But I think when it's you don't not give like people feedback you... and you don't give people help to get in, mm. you push this even more. Yeah. And it's like, how can we be an industry that's inviting stuff when we don't invite everyone? Mm. And I'm not asking to give every single person in the world an interview. I'm not saying give every single person in the world feedback. I'm no. just saying automated emails are the devil and they should be abolished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's tricky because around this time of year, a lot of people that we know that are in university and stuff, they're applying everywhere. So it must be getting so many applications, so many people from the same place, so many people with the same degree, the same projects that they've done. Like, yeah. I, I completely understand that side of things. Yeah. Did you want to talk about Sabrina on the pod, by the way? Because I've only just yeah. started season two, so I can't really give thoughts on it. Oh, well, you've you've watched season one, right? And the thing is, I haven't watched the yeah, entirety season of season two because I didn't I'm, like it. I'm literally, I paused episode one. I've got 20 minutes left of episode one yeah. to go. Okay. I know anyway, isn't it really a big spoiler? But sure. about Sabrina season one anyway I absolutely loved it so much I thought the style was really cool I thought like the outfits and stuff they wore I would be like googling hello I need a velvet dress with a lace yeah yeah exactly um, a lace collar immediately and like I was like Harry do you think I can get away with wearing a headband and Harry was like no (laughs) (laughs) what if I dyed my hair platinum blonde and got a bob (laughs) What's wrong with it? I love how her big sign of like the fact that she is now like a proper witch in like it's that she wears black. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she's she got like a deal hair. with the devil going on, is that she's like, I've dyed my hair slightly blonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched um I, the only reason I've started watching this again is because I kinda of, so I finished Glee. Yeah. Um which was actually I, I think the last season of Glee was a mess. Mm. Um I think I never watched the last season of Glee. I only watched it when it was like the hot new thing when I was young. Well, that's the thing. So up until season five, I was super into it. It like, it wasn't the most incredible TV, but it was like inclusive and it kind of at a certain point, it kind of stopped taking itself so seriously and actually got like really funny. Okay. Like I was actually laughing during season four and five. And then it's obvious. Sorry. Go ahead. it's It's obvious that season six, they knew that it was ending because season six only has 10 episodes Mm. and or 13 and the first 11 are trying to introduce new characters and then it just suddenly like the last two just completely forget about the new characters go back to the original cast and you have a flashback episode to why everyone joined in the first place and then a flash forward episode to what these people are doing now and then the season ends oh i think what happened was they expected to get another three season contract and then were told they weren't getting it. So they had to finish this, the whole thing in one go. The thing is, I feel like it went on for years, didn't it? So you're kind of catching up on it because it wasn't, it didn't recently end, did it? It ended a while ago. Uh, yeah. And so the final episodes were set in because the flash forward episode was 2020 and that was a five year flash forward. So 2015 was when it was filmed, I think. Uh, okay, right. So, because people still watch it quite a lot, because I still see a lot of tweets and stuff about it, and obviously like, you're watching it, but then again, I you've think... got nothing to do at the moment. <laughs> well, so... yeah, but I think that people... I think it. the thing is, when you look back, this show went for six seasons. You got... Um, I think it started in 2012 or 2011. That would make sense, because I remember I was, like, doing my GCSEs and stuff at the time when it first Yeah, because I, 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 did, I did watch season one when it came out. Yeah, and everyone was, um, like, posing with, like, L's on their forehead, because that was, like, the whole Glee thing. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, cringe. Um, Very cringe. The thing is, that doesn't... I don't think that happens in the show. It happens for their marketing 
thing because the uh, L sure, was the sure. L in Glee, but it was like, haha, they're losers. Yeah, but see, Glee I think well, it obviously though it started though, didn't it? Off um, the like, I guess the success of High School Musical. Yeah, I think so. About and the time it, that it that was like ended. Well, that's the thing. I think what happened was High School Musical did really well for our age range at yeah. the time. And then a few years later, they were like, well, these kids are more grown up and they all grew up with High School Musical. Yeah. Let's try and aim to them a similar thing that's a bit more like their speed. Ooh. And I think that's where Glee came from. It started raining here. So I wonder in the background of the recording, you're going to hear like rain. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Ooh. We are currently experiencing storm. Sierra? I don't Sierra? know. I don't, is it Sierra? Is it Kira? I, Let me have I a don't look, know. actually. Stormy. Also, tell me what you thought about Sabrina season one. Like, what did you think? I liked it. Yeah. I have, like, a soft spot for anything, like, emo, gothic. Do you know, that sort yeah. of... But, like, I think... The, I, think I think Harry I like the, does too. That's just like kind I, of a good. Nice for, for me though, I think it, I can't go like full horror film. I can't watch like a horror series. But I think I recently I watched that Lock and Key, and that's a similar vibe. No, with you the can't, whole. Okay, so you I'm can't not. I'm not spoiling spoil it. it. I'm not spoiling. It. Yeah. So the, the, I think what what drew, drew me to that and Sabrina was it's this kind of like it's like horror thriller, but like campy almost it's like horror thriller but like fantasy unbelievable like stupid knows, magic yeah it, like it knows itself it's like ooh, believable but also like you know it's like kind of like not doctor <sighs> who but like the kind of thing where it's like we know that it's a, not ridiculous but do you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think I, I like that because it's so like it could be scary it could be like legitimately spooky and weird but I could like leave the show being like not scared because it's so unbelievable that I'm just like, oh yeah. And I think also there's like a, there's a sort of like reference to old timey like monster movies that I really, really like. Like I liked in Sabrina that the devil doesn't look good. He looks like a fucking... Because I watched it when it first came out and I watched it within a week because Harry watched it really quickly and I watched it really quickly. We watched it at the same time, yeah. Well, that's the thing that I... did, didn't we? We spoke about it last year. The devil's like, he's like a goat, he's a big goat head with like, and it looks so dumb. It's literally just a man in a costume and you can know it's a man in a costume and it's so like old monster movie-esque. I yeah. really like that about it. Yeah, and I really it, like that whole aesthetic of like spooky darkness. Also, this is just a man with like a shrimp head on and he wants to <laughs> attack me. Yeah. 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 It kind of reminds you of like older TV shows when you were growing yeah. up that seemed like really creepy, but you look back on them, you're like, oh, actually that's a little bit like not campy, but like. Yeah. Well, I think it also. It's like, I, I just, like you can see that it's a set. You can see that it's not real. It's not, it's not exactly. trying to be realistic. I think also when I was younger, I used to be terrified of Doctor Who. Mm. Um, I was really scared of the Slovene because uh, my uncle was bald. Um <laughs> And I thought that because he was bald, that he had to keep his hair off, so he was a Slovene. Um, and I was terrified of that. And I remember my mum telling me when I was like, this is like, I was like seven, like really, really young. Mm. And I was going to bed and my mum was like, if you're ever scared about these things, you've just got to remember that at the end of the day, these monsters go and they take their costumes off and have a bacon butty with the rest of the cast. They have a bacon butty with the rest of the cast. <laughs> And I think the idea of like people in costumes doing yeah. these things attracts me more than big CGI monster stuff. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I think I think both have a really cool place in the world anyway, because I love watching um all those people behind all the costumes and stuff like come up with them. Like sure. I love watching like do you watch Adam Savage? Uh, no, no. Do you know who he is? No. He's, I've heard the name, but I don't know what he does. He's one of the guys from Mythbusters. He's one of the guys from... I have a lisp now. I love Mythbusters. He's one of the guys from Mythbusters. 
Yeah, so he's from that. <laughs> and I never really watched that TV show because I think it's mostly Americans or people that seek those out. I need to at some point, but I just haven't ever gotten around to it. But sure. he puts up like a ton of YouTube content and he makes his own costumes and he goes around to conventions and he's like in disguise uh, okay. in costumes and stuff. Sure. And he's done so many really cool realistic ones. And then he's also gone on to like, used to be doing like props and stuff. Um, yeah yeah which is really really cool there's so many cool videos and i think they're really interesting if you're like into game art and stuff because it's like that but in your hands in person yeah yeah um i get that originally before i became a game artist i really wanted to do uh costume and prop design for like theater yeah. I thought yeah. that was like my backup plan. And I think a lot of people have like a similar sort of like, oh, if I can't do game art, I'll just make it in real life. Yeah, I think there's like a whole array of jobs that are around game art that you could do like in person. Like you could, if you wanted to do like architecture or like, I know that our friend Paris was considering doing like makeup artistry and stuff for films. <laughs> yeah 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 so she considered doing that and i was like oh no i'd rather like do like game stuff but there's so many parts to game art that are actual real life jobs like so for dishonored and stuff like that what was really interesting about the second dishonored game was that they brought on a ton of like real live artists like fashion designers who'd never worked Uh, in games before and then brought them in and got them to design the costumes Whereas yeah. in most video games, you just have one dude that's like, yeah, I'm doing the character design and uh, this this guy that's great in a hoodie. Whereas in they like bought an actual... Yeah, and I think that's good to, to break out into that sort of stuff. It's I remember... Good. It's uh, also scary, isn't it? Like, especially if you're yeah. in game art. Because you're like, oh, but that's the part that I like doing as well. Yeah, but also one of the, one of the reasons I ended up doing like uh, makeup and stuff like that in my mm. spare time was because um, early in the course, we did character projects and I found it um, easy to learn painting faces by watching like natural makeup tutorials. Oh, so I learned I like where this. to, because people would, because obviously when you're trying to do like a natural makeup tutorial, you're just trying to trick people into thinking you're in good lighting at all times. Yeah. So you put in shadows where you want shadows and highlights where you want highlights. Mm. So I learned how to like, shade faces by looking through so a lot of the people that i draw end up really pretty but (laughs) i think that's a lot of people though like the amount of times you go on art station or even going on instagram and stuff nowadays and you scroll down and it's a billion girls with freckles and a perfect highlight on their nose and is i've literally just realized this while saying it that cropped up in art a lot more and more and more and then now with the rise of like instagram influences and stuff girls put that kind of makeup on their face to then post online when they wouldn't necessarily go out looking like that yeah Isn't that yeah interesting? i know what you mean and i guess it's probably yeah. from seeing those illustrations and stuff that they're like oh i, I yeah. want to look like that online it's also it's interesting because have you seen those i think we spoke about it on the pod once where we were talking about those instagram accounts that look real but they're actually like cgi oh yeah yeah like um michaela and whatever her name is and i guess because of those two things i said before about the illustrations then girls kind of trying to look like that and live up to that is why those cgi things fit in so well because of the amount people are editing and stuff anyway that was a fun little ted talk from me karis reed (laughs) (laughs) thank you for coming to our ted talk goodbye Goodbye. (laughs) look under your seat <laughs> uh yeah so um the season one i liked the aesthetic i liked the um i honestly i thought the story was stupid fun yeah. i it had like this weird sort of like there's actual murder going on and sacrifice and mm. you see like a load of like obviously fake blood which yeah. adds to the whole like old monster movie type thing mm. and then uh on top of that you have like the teen drama of it all it's, it was just so good it was just like this perfect mix of things and i really really loved it and i remember it was being over i think i spoke to both you and harry about it and i was like oh i want i i need i like i need it i need more of it yeah, and then yeah. season two came out and I was immediately like, ah, clicked on it. And it came out a while ago now, I think. And yeah, season three is yeah. currently already out. So oh, I didn't even know. 
Yeah, um, I'm backlogged now. <laughs> oh, oh shit! But um, so uh, the second season came out. I watched the first episode, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't what I wanted." It was like they they realized their audience, and then they started playing up to their audience. If that makes sense. I well, I can't really tell currently because, as I said, it's it's an hour episode, and I've still got twenty minutes. So I'm literally only halfway through the first episode of season two currently. Oh. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen season two. I also haven't seen anything on season two or three. Yeah. Because I legitimately just didn't realize it came out and watched yeah. a lot of other things. Because I think, I'm pretty sure season two came out around the same time as the new Stranger Things. Oh, probably. Because I think. Uh... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I also haven't just, I haven't watched a lot of Netflix recently um, yeah. until like today. I've had like this big binge of like catching up on everything. As mm. I said, I finished Glee. I um, I watched season two of Sex Education. Mm. And, That's what Harry's going um, to be on. Oh, it's, for the last like four episodes, I've just cried. <laughs> it's, I haven't it's, seen it, so I have no idea what you're on about. <laughs> You haven't seen Sex Education. No, I just, I heard a lot. I remember you talking about how you didn't know what time it was set in. You didn't know where it was set. And I think I it's, saw... that's an interesting thing. But then also, I think that the um, the plot points and mm. stuff don't really need a time or setting. Mm. Because even though they touch on uh, LGBT issues and they touch on like asexuality and stuff. Yeah. There's no prejudice against it in the world that they're in. You don't get any, like... There's a bully. There's a guy who bullies someone for being gay and stuff. Mm. But that's just, like, high school or whatever. Um, But in general, I don't think that the the issues and plot that they're bringing up requires a, a specific time or setting. It's kind of just, like, any middle class area. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just I I heard you say that, and then also like I saw some of the advertisements and stuff, and I was like, I'm not. The way that I felt about it was like, I'm not 16. I don't want to. I don't want to see people. I don't know. I felt like I don't want to see people that are more stupid than me or that are figuring stuff out with sex and listen to that and watch that. I was just kind of like, I. Does that make sense? Like, I'm yeah, not going to learn fair. anything by watching it. I'm not going to... It's just going to frustrate me. Yeah, sure. Because I'm just going to be like, I... well, just get the idea of it. Just get a grip. <laughs> just, just like... I guess so. Like, just make out with that person or don't make out with them. Like, they're younger than me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So I'm Yeah, just they're all meant like, to be, like, 16. Yeah, I'm not in that stage. I'm kind of like... um, Yeah. So that is my take on it. I don't want to learn. I, yeah, I think I think um, from an outside perspective, it probably does look a bit more like a show for teenagers, which it, it might be. I don't know. I do like a lot of teen media just because I'm still in that. You're a child. Sort of like, well, yeah, we're, we're still in. No, we're still in that young age range of like, Speak to I don't know, yourself. like six, 16 yeah. to 25 type thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm ready to commit crime. <laughs> 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 someone uh my phone uh wallpaper for like ages when i was like 17 or 18 used to yeah. be like be gay do crimes no. <laughs> <laughs> but do you yeah when, um, like people had that period of time where they have a really good profile picture of themselves as their home screen do you remember this no i've never done that <gasps> i had pictures of my friends that? but did like no reach liverpool there was like a period of time like it probably had... did but i just didn't oh. look at other people's phones oh they weren't me, yeah, so but, I wasn't interested yeah, but did in your, Was your background of you? No, my background was normally of, like, me and a few friends. Oh. It was, like, a, a like group photo from, like, parties or something. Or it was the be gay, do crimes thing. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny, and I was like, yes, I will steal something and be gay. <laughs> did you ever steal anything as a kid? When I was, uh, right, police, if you're listening to this. Did you say police <laughs> don't or come police? Don't come for me. <laughs> Police. Um, when I was like five years old, mm. uh, I really wanted a Kinder Egg, and my mum was like, "No, you've already had one today." So I opened the Kinder Egg in the queue, took the toy out, and left it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only thing I ever stole. I remember as a kid a lot. What I would do was, you know, <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe you did it as well. But I try and take the gift cards. 
Not because they'd have anything uh, on them, but just because I wanted the cards. You wanted like a fake credit card, like yeah. I'm rich. So I'd keep trying. I'd keep taking those. <laughs> yeah. So no, I had a lot never of those. wanted to take that. Oh, I thought I maybe it was just... a thing that people went through. <laughs> no, I think you're just weird, Karis. I was just like, these are shiny and they look like they have money, but they don't. Like I knew that I they think... didn't have money on them. This actually relates to something we were talking about today oh, with yeah. that um that tweet about uh like what are the insane things that go through your head <laughs> that you just kind of go like no don't do that i once had a really weird thought on a bus where there was a guy with a really shiny bald head in front of me this is a few years slap ago it. Now. just slap it no i wanted to lick it uh- <laughs> <laughs> not because i wanted to taste it but just because i wanted to freak him out <laughs> Yeah, I didn't yeah. know this well, man. <laughs> right, people in the comments of that tweet kind of gave me a bit of an idea of why I. So my one, mm. the one that I get the most in my head is I'll walk past a grid mm. and I will see the grid and just be like, my phone can fit through that slot. I will. Do and that. like, yeah. <laughs> my brain is to like what my idea is. If I put my phone through the slot and hold it with just my fingers, mm. like just poking out the top, and then like my brain's like, drop it. <laughs> just drop it drop it in and like i won't ever even get to the point of getting my phone out of my pocket i'd like talk myself out of it every time i see a grid that's so weird but like, it's like I it's have... one of those things where it's like and also like there was another one where like people were explaining it as if they said that their therapists had told them that a lot of the time when they have these thoughts it's mm. not because they want to do the action yeah. it's because they want to solve the problem that comes at the end of the action <sighs> And I'm like, yeah, okay, but that doesn't make sense when I'm given like a vase and told to hold it and my brain's like, throw it, throw it on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess it doesn't. Like, I don't know. Because the thing is, I have a lot of dreams that are really, really stressful where I drop my phone from a really, really far distance or like I lose things or like I had a dream when I was like, still had like art folders and stuff that I'd be on a bus and my art folder would just like slip under the doors of the bus and I'd just Uh, see all my artwork just like down the motorway or something um (laughs) that was really stuck with me (laughs) I don't know man like reoccurring dreams are really fucking wild aren't they like I still have Uh, some that I can still think about today like there was a period of time where I was really scared of crayfish because I had a dream that a massive one chased me um but to get over that I just ate a lot of seafood for a while because it made me feel like I was you you just like better your fear yeah oh no when when I was younger I used to have um I don't know what this means and I've never looked it up because I'm terrified it means I'm like a murderer or something I'm gonna look it up (laughs) (laughs) what is it so every dream it was never a reoccurring specific dream Mm. but every dream about halfway through yeah a hole would appear beneath me and i'd fall into the hole and then i'd sit in darkness for the rest of the night that's so weird yeah i would never finish i would never finish a dream get out though i've never seen get out you never saw get out what is really good I've been told but I think the problem is that someone told me the plot and then I was like oh that that sounds cool but now I I know what's happening so I don't oh okay so to dream of falling into a hole represents feeling about succumbing to problems you have difficulty getting yourself out of getting too involved in a problem that traps you worsening of troubles feeling that a problem has been made worse than ever (laughs) I feel like the the issue with these like ideas of what they mean yeah. is that I was never panicked falling into the hole. It just kind of happened. And then there was darkness and nothing. And I just sort of like sat there humming to myself until the dream ended. And then it, I woke up and I was like, my day has begun. Let's go. Well, I think that just does mean that you're a sociopath. <laughs> like your brain gives you a nightmare and you're like i don't fucking care <laughs> no, to me, i used to i did used to have like proper nightmares mm. but they, they were always like one-off things that were Do you like still get them i have them all the time no i think i instead of having nightmares now i have like actual fears <laughs> like what <laughs> so, sorry so like so like do you know like instead of being like oh no um 
a nightmare where something bad happens to me, it's like, oh no, I need to stay awake because someone's going to break into my house this evening. <laughs> Do you know? Wait, so that you... That type of feeling. So sometimes in the evenings you'll just be like, someone's going to break into my house and then you'll just sit there awake. Um... Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I didn't know this was becoming a therapy session for me. Guys. It's not a therapy session. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, about I guess so. How you feel about that? <laughs> um, mostly panicked when it happens, but in general, I, I don't know because because so you, you you, you know when have... it's not real, like yeah. you, you there's like an innate sort of like oh no I I know no one's gonna break into my house, mm. but there's the sort of like like have you ever um watched like a scary movie? And you're lying in bed with your back to one half of your room and your brain, like you have this horrid feeling that someone stood directly behind you, but you know it's not true. But you don't want to give in to your brain and turn around and check because that means you're insane. So you lie there, terrified, staring at one wall, believing that someone might be behind you, but they're probably not. I th- probably at some point I don't think I get that I haven't had that in years though I don't think I think mostly nowadays I just I just think that I'm losing stuff all the time like I was talking to my friend <laughs> your biggest day. fear is like oh no my files well, where I have they got <laughs> I don't think it's about the actual thing that it is I think it's like an actual representation of like oh I think I'm missing out on something or oh I think that I've I've given up an opportunity or, you know, I think that that's oh, what it okay. is. Oh, okay, so it's not losing, like, physical objects, it's like... Well, no, it is in the dream, but I think what it actually stands for is something else, if that makes sense. Oh, sure, sure. Like, last I mean, night I had I... a dream I was running from a murderer, so, like... Yeah, but that's because you watch murder programs on, like, a, a 24-7 basis. Yeah, those... Like, for you to not think that you're going to get murdered, it would be insane, Karis. That's... It's, they chill me out though <laughs> have you seen that thing going around recently about how people think right okay so i have i'm confused about this and this is a really good topic to bring up by the way so go ahead you tell me your thing about it so what i've seen is that everyone thinks in different ways some people so if you closed your eyes i think that, so the the one that got me mm-hmm. was that um someone said close your eyes yeah. And picture a ball on a table mm-hmm. and someone comes and pushes the ball. What happened to the ball? It just hit the floor. Uh, what colour was it? It was blue. Who, what gender was the person that pushed it? A man. <laughs> how, how did he push it? Just like patted it with his hand. Uh, what shape was the table? Um, just like square. It was wooden. You see, you had instant answers. Like, you knew exactly. <laughs> well, right, okay, no, so, so I guess that means you have proved it for me, yeah. So, yeah, so, you, like, when when you had an answer, yeah. I was reading this thing, and I, it, I was reading these questions, and I was like, the ball was red, it was a man that pushed it, he pushed it with his hand, the table was round and wooden, the um, the floor. I could tell them the, the, the whole room, even though they'd asked me just yeah. to picture a man pushing a ball. yeah. And then there was other people who were like, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, I'd have to think about what color the ball was. What? Because they, they, when they think about things, they think of the concept of a ball being pushed. So they know that a ball, if you pushed it off a table, it would roll and hit the floor. They could answer that. But if you said who pushed it, they'd be like, a a force. I don't, I don't know. That is... And it's it's a strange one. It's it's also the same. There's a there's a similar one going around about like whether you think. Do you in hear thoughts. like an inner monologue, or do you just kind of understand what's going on? And for me, I'm very much an inner monologue person. I have a voiceover at all times. I don't at all times. So so here's the thing. Why I find it so confusing is I feel like with the with the visual one. I yeah. I can't imagine anything other than being able to think in full visual kind of thing because that's just how <laughs> it's always been. So I don't understand how people are saying otherwise. Not that I don't believe them. I'm just saying like. Well, I'm that's the thing. Is the the biggest thing that got me was when they said that you can't. People will always think in the way that they think. Yeah. But you will yeah. never be able to comprehend the way someone else thinks about it because you can't think that way it's just not possible it's just like 
it's difficult because you're never going to be able to prove that these are the different ways, if that makes sense. I guess so. Well, I mean, you can prove your own way, but you can't prove that someone else... Yeah, but then you can't prove... So it doesn't really make... Yeah, know. it's really hard. The inner monologue one was interesting to me because uh, a lot of people... I had to think about this quite a bit because I have an inner monologue, but the idea that, um, like, do you think in... Do you have like formed sentences in your head or are you thinking of like the idea of those sentences? So this is this is one that confuses me a bit because I do have an inner monologue and I can have conversations with myself in my head and I can have things where like I can I am talking to myself in my head or I can hear those full sentences in my head. But also like I guess when I'm talking to you now, like there isn't a sentence going through my head first or anything like that. And also when I started taking medication stuff, my head was really clear. So I didn't really have many of those sentences or stuff going through as much. Yeah. See, I think, um, I think the idea though is that when you have like a thought, when you sit and say you're doing like a test and it says what's two times two. Yeah. Um, does your brain go like, oh, what's two times two? Yes. Four. <laughs> yeah, you like read it and stuff. Yeah. Some people, when they read it, mm. they sort of like the concept of adding numbers appears in their head and they get the answer, but they don't say what's two times two in their own head. I think I can do it both ways. They just ways, kind of though. go like, ooh, four. I think I can do it both ways though. Like I think I think the maybe the best way to explain it is that when you think mm. Um, you know when you like move an arm you don't have to think about it it's like an abstract idea in your head that you have to like if you had to be like I genuinely I know this sounds I think I can do it both ways I think I can genuinely do it both so sure yeah maybe that's that that probably is an option as well it's just um it is one of those things where when I thought about it I can't think without (laughs) (laughs) of the brain the brainiest by <laughs> yeah well like i can't think without having a conversation with myself in my own head and it's not even a conversation with myself because it's not two ideas conversation it's just like well it is when i want to put my phone down the grid because one part of me is like put the phone down the grid and the other <laughs> part is like, that no but i know what you mean it's just like you are thinking in full sentences through it yes yeah. yes i don't think in and it's not like it, it's it's English. It's full English. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. in yeah. Um, no, I get what you mean. Do you think maybe it's easier for people who don't think in full sentences to pick up languages since they're not thinking in English at all times? I don't fucking know. <laughs> because I I don't want to do research into this because I don't care enough. But you, the idea you care that enough to query. Well, to yeah. So like the the I'm currently learning Japanese because I'm going to Japan in a week. Yeah. Um. I'm doing quite well. I totally want to talk about that, by the way. Yeah. Um, I've done I've done the alphabet, I've done hiragana, katagana, and uh some kanji. Mm. Uh I can read Japanese. Um and it's quite it's going quite well. I think that's quite good. Um but to think in Japanese seems impossible to me. But maybe the idea of thinking of concepts of things for other people, you wouldn't have to think of that in Japanese, would you? Yeah, I guess so. But then again, because maybe you have a visual memory, would it help you? Would that help you more? Maybe. Like you were learning words if you were looking at something. Well, currently the way that, that, like, my brain is taking it, I'm doing a course that attributes a lot of hiragana and katagana to similar symbols. So the symbol for E... Yeah. Is um it's like two little lines and the way they explained it to me is it's two eels sliding Aww. apart and stuff. And it's very like, you know, like rudimentary type stuff. But it works a lot because yeah. when I see the symbols, my brain kind of connects them to mental images of eel. <laughs> yeah, no, so like when I see the symbol of the E, my brain literally sees like two swimming eels in my own head and I'm like, oh yeah. E. Yeah, yeah in, I mean, in your head, your, <laughs> so in your brain, there's a picture of two eels, and then the Ben voice in your brain goes, "Oh, it's E because it's eels." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Ben, the ben, ben voice gets confused and goes, "Ah, yes, worms." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> 
snakies. Ooh, I love What's snakies. What's the thing is called? Worms. This is a W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's um it's been quite useful and stuff that type of learning um mm. the visual learning uh but yeah i just i think it's quite interesting the way that people think and it's it's been quite interesting seeing other people's answers to these questions of like what are your insane thoughts Honestly, and if i tell you to picture an apple do you picture an apple or do you picture the concept of an apple so it, it honestly it's kind of confused me a lot of it like looking at it because i'm just like I, I, I. <laughs> yeah i think i think it's because a lot of people are like should i be thinking this way do i think this way i think also it doesn't help that when they're like uh picture an apple which one do you see and then there's a chart chart with the fucking apples and like yeah, i can and it's see like, all it, of them and the problem is once i i looked at the picture before i looked at the questions when i pictured the apple i just saw the chart of apples in yes! my head i was like <laughs> all of them I don't. This question is tainted now. I can't not. To me, I was just like, do I see emoji apple? The emoji apples in my head are like, but do I see a green apple with a spot of dew? Like someone else said. Yeah, I was trying to like, I was like trying to individualize the apple. I was like, is it a pink lady? Or is it? A... I was like trying is to figure. I was like, anything apples. but the one in the picture. I'm individual. Yeah, and then when people were like in the comments saying, well, am I recalling it from memory? Am I recalling an apple from memory? or am I inventing an apple? I was like, I can do both of these things. Can no one else do these things? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, as I said, the one that clicked with me was the ball thing because Mm. there was no visuals. There was just a sentence and it was just like, picture a ball in your head. And then there was a lot of questions and I went through it chronologically and then figured out what was happening instead of looking at the answer first and then doing all the questions. What's been really weird is looking at, because like on my public Twitter, I follow a lot of, um like game artists and just artists in general and a lot of them were (laughs) were like oh i i don't see anything in my head i was like you what so yeah i just i just get to work and then i just make it on the page there's nothing up here like what do you mean there's nothing up there like they what isn't that i don't what that doesn't make sense um yeah and there's like some of these really really big artists and I was just like, what do you mean you don't see anything? But I guess it just doesn't make sense for you because that's just not the way you think. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know enough about this to like, like this has probably been a really interesting part pod to me. But like, I can't elaborate because I'm like, I think this way and you also think the exact same way as me. Yeah. It's not like we have contrasting opinions no. on this. Like I see, we're like, I see an apple and you're like, I see an apple. I'm like, I talk cool. in my head. We're I talk the same. In my head. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be nice. Reach out if you think and you have a a blank mind. We'd like to hear from you. <laughs> if you could fucking form a sentence with that blank brain. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. So you want to talk about Japan? Because I'm going. I did in want week. to talk about uh, Japan. I did. Yeah. Okay. So I would like to know expectations. I would like to know what the plan is. Because how long are you there for? So um, originally it was going to be seven uh, days, but that included travel. So we upped it to nine so that I'm there for like seven full days. And then there's two days of like traveling because it's it's a 13 hour flight. I think it's 14 hours with like a layover in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. So the idea is on uh, Saturday at 2.30 in the morning. So I don't think I'm sleeping on Saturday night. I'm probably sleep Friday daytime or something. Okay. Uh, I get up. I get a taxi to... uh, Japan. Uh, Birmingham. <laughs> and then I get a flight from Birmingham to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Osaka. And then I get to Osaka at seven in the morning on Sunday. Oh my God, that's mad. So I'm completely flying because they're nine hours ahead. Yeah. And the flight's 13 hours. So I'm literally traveling for like the equivalent of 25 or six hours. That's so I miss insane. Saturday. I just don't have a Saturday. It's weird. Wow. And you've um, chosen to get rid of this one day of your life just for Japan. Because I hate Saturday. The plan is, we don't know if that's the one day that we don't know if Nathan's working or not. Wow, so, Nathan. Him, get yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan is uh, that day that I'll settle in and we'll do whatever and then we're going to go to the dog cafe or whatever and just chill. Yeah. Monday morning at 6am, we are getting the bullet train into Tokyo. <gasps> Takes about two we hours. Have had a bullet train before. No, I'm so ready. 
I bet Nathan's um, gonna nerd out over it. Actually, no, because uh, he's already been there, hasn't he? So he doesn't care. No, no, he's, no, he's never been to Tokyo yet. He's oh. been to Kyoto, but not what? Tokyo. And he didn't take the bullet train, he just takes the normal train. Okay. So, um, so the, the, the plan is, bullet train's Tokyo, whole day in Tokyo, because we get there at 8 in the morning. We're checking into, we've got a capsule hotel. It's the one that <gasps> Sophia and I got stayed at, you know, the no, books one. that's cool. Yeah. Mm. We're going to that one. I wonder if she signed the capsule. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, Just do so that. We're going, we're going to that one. Sophia Nygaard, where did you <laughs> sleep? I want to rest my head in the same place. <laughs> where was Tyler? I need to be where he was. Um, did you see their wedding, by the way? Incredible. I did, yeah. Oh, it was very I loved new. it. Um, so we get there, we're checking into the hotel, and then we're going to explore Tokyo. We're going to, basically the plan is, that that day is like doing whatever we want. Like if we see something and we want to do it, we're just going to do it. Um, and it's also like it's like scoping out other stuff yeah because when we looked up stuff there's so much to do in tokyo Mm. like an unreasonable amount of stuff like you'd never be able to do it all even with like weeks there it's like how big is it compared to london like i'm sure it's the same kind of thing with london where it's like you can't do it all in a day like it's just not possible you, you probably couldn't do it all in a day based on just like a lot of it is shopping then uh day two is tokyo disneyland Okay, so do you um, have with, a set, like this thing and then this thing and then this thing? Do you have a timetable? Have you looked up allis.net? Have you seen what they would recommend you to go Allis.net doesn't cover Tokyo Disneyland, it's unfortunately. It's the same thing. It's not, actually. I know it's um, not the same thing. I'm fucking messing with you. So, How Tokyo many Disneyland YouTube videos and... do you think I've watched? A thousand. <laughs> well, Disneyland and Disney Sea in Tokyo have both been voted the best theme parks in the world. Like, not just the best Disney parks, like the best theme parks in the world. But the rides aren't as good, but the theming is incredible, right? Yeah. So, I've, Tokyo well, I've heard was the that... cheap one. Tokyo was, no. Tokyo was, they didn't yes. spend as much money on it. Yeah, but then they did. So Disney Sea, they spent the most money on, but Disneyland, they just recreated Disneyland. Yeah. So Disneyland is the first one we're doing. We're gonna um, have a nice day, just kind of like because it's it's the same layout as um, America, so it'll be quite familiar to us. We'll know where we're going. You'll we'll do like Space Mountain, Splash Mountain. Do you know like, stuff that we know? Yeah. But also they've got like a Monsters Inc. ride. They've got. Um, <gasps> I've seen it. Their, and it's incredible their, because they don't yeah. speak in English. <laughs> yes, that makes me so excited. I want to hear Mike Wazowski scream at me in Japanese. Um, <laughs> they've got uh, loads of other stuff as well. Um, and then day two is Disney Sea, which is the big one because they've, that's the, there's nothing else like it in the world. Mm-hmm. They've got Journey to the Center of the Earth. They've got the Indiana Jones rides there. They've got Toy Story Mania, which apparently is the most popular in the park, but there's also like Children four of them in the world. And we've, but well, we've already done it. It's the exact same ride as the one in America. And if it's the most popular one in the park, we can just avoid having a big queue to not do a ride that we've already done before. Yeah, fair play. Um, so we're going to try and do all the, like, like there's uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, uh, A Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, there's... Um, oh, I would um, die. That's one of the things I want to do in my life is just walk around the outside of that ride. It looks so beautiful. Oh, it looks stunning. Oh, um, it's so pretty. And then home on that day, and then back to next day is Tokyo, uh, full day of Tokyo again. And then uh, Friday is uh we're, thursday night we go back down to osaka after doing so we've done two days tokyo two days tokyo disney mm. um and a day in osaka already we go back to osaka and then because uh nathan's in universal i'm gonna go to the universal park why not we're like two minutes away from it um so we'll do universal on friday and then saturday sunday and monday is um nathan as planned days out in Osaka because I don't really know what's out there so cute. Um, and since he's been living there he's just like uh I need to take you to these restaurants this mall we'll do the Pokemon Center we'll do uh Universal and we'll do several other things we might get a train down to Hiroshima I don't know about that yet because that's another oh. bullet train and like it's it's another set of traveling in the like last three days we have so yeah. <laughs> the problem is it's it's Japan um and I've wanted to go for a very long time so I have a lot I want to do but I also know that I have a very short amount of time there and um, it's not going to be the only time I'm going. So we're going to enjoy what we want to do this time. And then next time will be like everything else that we want to do that we didn't get to do this time. Okay. 
I feel like that's a really lovely plan. Are you excited to see Nathan? Because how long you saw him Christmas, right? Uh, did you see nearly, him? Uh, he left on the second of January, so it's been okay. a month and nine days. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any more topics or? Um, I do. But I think I'll say that for another time because I think we've been recording sure. for like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, and if you cut out the some of it and yeah. then edit maybe the sad bits to not sound amazingly sad. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good idea. I think I think it's interesting though that both of us instantly there was mm. no we knew it was a recording mm. and we know this is probably gonna get posted. Mm. And even though we are editing, there was no reservation of being like, Yeah, we've been sad for like two months. <laughs> you can do the outro, go on. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> 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 what do we say in the outro? Um, I don't really know what we say in the outro, but I guess this is it now. Um, Just be like, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully we should be back next week, but no promises because we're a little bit up in the air at the moment. But follow us on Twitter for any updates um, and short clips. And we also have a YouTube channel, which clips are going up onto as well. So yeah. check us Subscribe. out there. Subscribe. And give us affirmation. <laughs> and let us know if you want merch. We are only on episode four, but merch. Are you serious? <laughs> Can we do I mouse mats? Money. I would like mouse oh mats. My God. Mouse mats would be fucking lit. Iconic, because we know so many people with computers. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Please. Guys, please. if you like our mouse mats, please respond to the poll on Twitter that will be going up. Yeah, we'll put a poll on Twitter. And if you guys want mouse mats merch then of course we will be putting out we for don't you. promise another podcast episode but we do promise mouse mats <laughs> mouse mat merch is the main priority in our life right it's our collaboration with disney <laughs> <laughs> do not say that they will come for us it's our collaboration with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> disney disney in it busy i was gonna combine caris ben and disney and i was like business <laughs> Yeah, that's what it spells. <laughs> yes, business. 